Thank you for listening to Drive Time Devotionals. I'm Bill Simpson, and there are multiple books and articles on my website that can really help you better enjoy your life in Christ. Just go to billsimpson.org. We're in a series in the letter to the Colossians. In the first three episodes, we heard a lot of amazing truths about God and Jesus and your faith. You see, the way the Spirit led Paul to write his letters was to spend the first part reminding the recipients of the fantastic truths of God, his doctrines. The word doctrine sometimes scares people, but it's simply God's truths. He did this before he ever told them how they were to live. The reason is that our right living is to come from our love and appreciation of God. And we learn to love and honor Him by understanding His doctrines, who He is, and what He's done for us. In this episode, you're going to be reminded about the doctrine of your personal position before God before you came to believe in His Son. It's only four verses, but they are loaded with eye-opening realities. Listen closely to chapter 1, verses 21 through 23 of Colossians from the Holman Christian Standard Bible Translation. Once you were alienated and hostile in your minds because of your evil actions, but now He has reconciled you by His physical body through His death to present you holy, faultless, and blameless before Him, If indeed you remain grounded and steadfast in the faith and are not shifted away from the hope of the gospel that you heard. This gospel has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and I, Paul, have become a servant of it. Verses 15 through 20 declared who Jesus is. That's what the last episode was about. In these verses, Paul wrote about who people are and what Jesus did about it. His description of people as being alienated and hostile includes every single person who has ever lived except, of course, Jesus Christ. I find it helpful to think about passages like this one in the first person. So I'm going to insert my name. Why don't you insert your name or think about your name as I read along? Once Bill was alienated and hostile in his mind because of his evil actions, but now God has reconciled Bill by his physical body through his death to present him holy, faultless, and blameless before him. If indeed Bill remains grounded and steadfast in the faith and is not shifted away from the hope of the gospel that he heard. Did that help you to better grasp your former and current relationship with the Lord? You see, without Christ... You are separated from God because your thinking was completely contrary to His, which made your actions evil. You probably never considered yourself to be alienated from God, nor did you think you were His enemy. Regardless of how you felt, you were most definitely estranged from Him because your mind and your will were in full agreement to pursue a life that centered itself on you rather than on Him. That's the basis of alienation with God. We put ourselves first. Do people you know consider themselves to be separated and estranged from God or hostile towards Him in their thoughts and actions? Probably not. Not most of them. God said that the evil one has blinded their eyes so that they can't understand their true condition. In 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. So most people think they're good to go with the man upstairs. Didn't you before you came to Christ? What they need is to have the eyes of their hearts open so that they can understand who Jesus is, 
who they are without Him and place their trust in Him just like you did. So today and tonight, as you interact with people who don't yet believe in Jesus as Lord and King, pray for God to open their hearts and minds and be ready to tell them about the hope that you have in Christ. And that's just telling them your story. They cannot refute your story. Now, there's a giant but in this passage. (laughs) I love saying that. That it makes all the difference. Listen to it. But now he has reconciled you. That's the most important truth you will ever embrace. Because you were separated from God and evil in your thinking and doing, the only way things could be made right between you and God was if God did it himself. He alone could heal your relationship because you didn't have the ability to do it on your own. However, he couldn't just forget about your rebellion or forgive all your sins like nothing ever happened. Because God is completely just and holy, your evil had to be punished. Just like a judge can't bang the gavel and declare a convicted felon to be forgiven of his crimes, God could not simply wave his hand and forgive you either. God's very character demands absolute justice. So the Bible declares, He has reconciled you by His physical body through His death. Spend time thinking about that fact that that God was the one who initiated your reconciliation. He not only sent His Son to suffer for you, He opened your heart to receive this truth and gave you faith so that you would believe Him. Jesus said, no one comes to the Father unless he draws them. Isn't that amazing? Did you deserve this kind of grace from God? You know the answer to that. Of course not. Yet he was thrilled to give you faith so you would respond by believing and be reunited with him forever. And there's more to your reconciliation. When your time comes to go home, or if Jesus returns while you're still living on earth, he will present you to his Father Listen to this, holy, faultless, and blameless. Notice who is doing the presenting. Who is making whom holy, blameless, and without a single flaw? Jesus. He will present you to his Father. Maybe he'll say something like, Abba, here is my brother Bill, a devoted follower, who is completely holy, with no faults or sins, and who cannot be blamed for anything he ever did because he belongs to me. You see, that's the unwavering security of our position with God in Christ. We are holy like Jesus because his holiness covers all of our unholiness. Every single debt on your spiritual balance statement has been wiped away. Not only that, your account has been credited with the same riches that Jesus possesses. It's been said that every follower of Jesus needs to preach the gospel to themselves every day. How can you keep the reality of your reconciliation in the forefront of your thinking? The reason it is so important to constantly remind yourself of who you are in Christ is because that is the source of your true joy. Knowing you have been given peace with God and that no one can take it away defines who you are, unless, this passage comes with a strong warning, you are secure in Christ if you continue trusting in Him and in Him alone for peace with God. You must stand firm on the fantastic news, remember that's the gospel, and not waver. Does this mean that you are earning God's grace by being faithful? Oh, heck no. Standing firm means that you are proving that you really do belong to Him. 
you've probably wondered about people who have left the faith. They did not continue with Jesus. By abandoning their faith in Christ, they proved that they never really belonged to Him. True faith is always persevering faith. That's what the Bible teaches. You will stumble, even stumble hard. You already have, you know that. But you will not fall flat on your face. You will remain with Jesus if you are in Him. You've had times of unbelief. We all have them. Sometimes our faith shrinks. You've probably had moments when you questioned if all this stuff about Jesus is even true at all. When others have challenged your beliefs, and that happens a lot today, you've likely struggled with your own convictions. In those times, faith has to overcome feelings. Belief is strengthened by the author of your faith. So cry out to the Lord like the doubting dad did in Mark chapter 9, verse 24, Help my unbelief. I believe. Help my unbelief. You see, perseverance is the reason the prayer requests in verse 9 and verse 11 are so critical to continue with Jesus. You need to be filled with the understanding of God's will, and you need to be strengthened by His power every day and night if you are going to remain grounded like the deep roots of a tall oak tree. The famous line from the classic hymn is so true and poignant. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. You know what weakness feels like. You know what it does to you when you doubt God. You also know what or who causes you to drift. Identify the people, habits, activities, or lack of activities like prayer, fellowship, worship, giving, and serving that cause you to drift. ID those things and cut them out of your life. Don't ever stop asking for your Father's help. You will grow stronger and stronger in your faith as you continue to remember this. You are desperately dependent on God. As a matter of fact, I believe our life on this planet is that we would learn more and more how desperately dependent on Him we are. So don't ever forget that. Your dependence upon the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Now, let me encourage you to take these three steps today. Use the prayer in Colossians 1, verses 9 through 12, to be filled with His knowledge and empowered by His strength so that you can stay true to your faith all day and all night. Next, look for new ways to thank God for reconciling you to Himself. Remember, obedience is the proof of your love and devotion to God. And then thirdly, because you've been reconciled, strive to be reconciled to everyone else, especially those who don't deserve it. Now, thanks again for listening. I hope you'll join me for episode number 26. And in the meantime, may you be filled with the knowledge of His will and strengthened with His power. I'm Bill Simpson, and thanks for listening.